Welcome in, everyone, to Football Friday. Well, with the white background, considering that's all I see outside is white. A uh, bunch of snow today in Milwaukee. It's very cold, freezing in my apartment, even with the, the thermostat set at 70. But uh, we're making it through. We got uh, some games to talk about. Monday night football, Thursday night football. We got some XFL stuff. A lot of college news going on as uh, we reach bowl season here. Army-Navy game this weekend. We'll talk about that as well as uh, all the NFL injuries to note coming up this weekend. And, uh, uh, of course, we'll get to uh, preview the NFL slate as well. So we're going to start off with Monday Night Football here. The Bucks getting it done against the Saints. Um, both the Monday night and Thursday night was were just crazy games. Comebacks in the fourth quarter. Um, Tom Brady did it again. He's the GOAT for a reason there. Um, the... Both games actually ended 17-16, too, which was kind of crazy. But, yeah, the, uh, the GOAT there, he broke uh, Peyton Manning's record for the most comeback wins in the fourth quarter or overtime with his 44th. Um, and previously, he was 0-37 uh, in the regular season and 1-43 in the playoffs. When trailing by at least, when one in forty-three, including the playoffs, uh, when trailing by at least thirteen points in the fourth quarter, his only win was Super Bowl Fifty-One. Uh, but now he has his second one in his career, coming back from thirteen plus in the fourth quarter uh, to get the win. Brady, though, they yeah they were down uh, sixteen to three in the fourth came back two touchdown drives got it done brady 36 of 54 66.7 percent 281 yards two touchdowns a pick andy dalton for the saints 20 of 28 71.4 percent 229 yards one touchdown leonard fournette led the game in rushing uh was a pretty good running night for the bucks surprisingly they've been struggling all year with that but uh, 10 carries 49 yards for fournette six catches 32 yards on seven targets The leading receiver in the game, undrafted free agent wide receiver Rashid Shahid for the Saints. Four catches, 75 yards, four targets. Pride of Weber State having a great season in his rookie year with New Orleans. Chris Godwin for the Bucks had double-digit targets, as did rookie tight end Kate Otten. Uh, Godwin, eight catches, 63 yards on 13 targets. And uh, Otten there, six catches, 28 yards, a touchdown on 10 targets. I hate Taysom Hill because he lost me my matchup by scoring that receiving touchdown. So, yeah, not going to talk about him. But uh, defensive player of the game, i got to go with the top guy there. Bucks linebacker Levante David was everywhere. 12 tackles, 10 solos, 1 sack, 2 tackles for loss, and a QB hit. The Saints plus 3, they covered uh, under 40 and a half. Like I said, the Rams also winning 17-16 and another comeback as well. Um, Baker Mayfield, this was just an absolutely crazy story. They were also down 16-3 in the fourth. Uh, scored with 319 to go, got the ball back with uh, about a minute 45, no timeouts. Went down 98 yards to get the win. I mean, it's just like a storybook uh, story right there for Mayfield coming in less than 48 hours in the building and uh, he gets it done um, but uh, Baker went 22 of 35 62.9 percent 230 yards one touchdown four carries for 10 yards Derek Carr for Vegas 11 of 20 55 percent 137 yards two picks four carries for 11 yards 
Raiders running back Josh Jacobs led the game in rushing, 27 carries, 99 yards, a touchdown, two catches for 15 yards. And uh, Rams wide receiver Ben Skoranek, he led the game in receiving, seven catches, 89 yards on eight targets. Van Jefferson caught the game-winning touchdown, uh, caught two ca- balls for 44 yards, that score on four targets. And defensively, how can you not go with Raiders defensive end Max Crosby? Great night for him in a loss. Four tackles, two solos, one sack, two tackles for loss, one pass selection, and three QB hits. Rams plus six went out right under 42. We got some XFL news. The XFL uh, not just releasing their uh, team uniforms but also announcing rule changes from the previous 2020 adaptation of the league a couple of them are going to be a 35 second play clock uh, three overtime scoring periods per team instead of five as was originally planned and then uh what the biggest thing i had i think that's interesting is the head coaches are only gonna have one challenge per game but they can challenge anything any Penalty called, uh, you know, score at the goal line, fumble, turnover, whatever. They can challenge anything, but they only get one per game instead of two. So that's going to be interesting, I think, to see when a coach uses it, knowing they only have one, and um, if they challenge penalties a lot or not. College news. Uh, we got some conference news today the atlantic sun and the WAC they are combining to create a new 10 member football only conference and they want to move to the fbs uh looking at increased revenue potential with the expansion of the playoff to 12 teams they are trying to move to the fbs Uh, it's a two-year transition period and the last conference there wasn't one added to the fbs since 1999 that was the Mountain West Conference. The teams included are Stephen F. Austin, Abilene Christian, Utah Tech, Southern Utah, and uh, Tarleton State. Those are the Atlantic Sun teams. And then the WAC teams, Western Athletic Conference, are uh, Austin, or no, that's switched. The WAC were the first five there. The Atlantic Sun teams are. Austin P, uh, Eastern Kentucky, Central Arkansas, North Alabama, and uh, University of Texas Rio Grande Valley is also going to create a football team starting with the 2025 season. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they get accomplished if they can move into the FBS. Uh, don't know what the conference is going to be called yet, but... Uh, It'll be interesting to see starting uh, possibly 2024. We have college football awards and winners for the awards. Um, Tomorrow night is the Heisman Trophy ceremony, I believe. Um, The Heisman finalists were announced this week. They are Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett, TCU quarterback Max Duggan, Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud, and USC quarterback Caleb Williams. Obviously, I'm pulling for Stetson. I don't believe he's going to win. I still think Caleb Williams had uh, too great of a season overall, and uh, the numbers just aren't there for Stetson. So, yeah, Caleb Williams, though, I think will be your Heisman Trophy winner when we see tomorrow night. Other award winners here, the Bednarik Trophy for the Defensive Player of the Year. That went to Alabama linebacker Will Anderson, Jr., the Boletnikoff Award for the Outstanding Wide Receiver. Um, Tennessee's Wide Receiver Jalen Hyatt won that one, which I predicted. Uh, the Groza Award, the outstanding, Most Outstanding Place Kicker, that went to NC State's kicker Christopher Dunn. The Ray Guy Award, that went to goes to the Punter of the Year. Uh, that went to Rutgers punter Adam Corsack. Maxwell Award, that's the College Player of the Year. Uh, went to USC quarterback Caleb Williams. The Davey O'Brien Award, that goes to the best quarterback. Uh, that went to TCU quarterback Max Duggan. The Outland Trophy went to 
goes to the most outstanding interior lineman, Michigan center Olusegan Oluwatimi. Um, Thorpe Award, that goes to the best defensive back. TCU's corner Travius Hodges-Tomlinson won that one. The Doak Walker Award goes to the premier running back in the country, Texas's running back Bijan Robinson. Uh, kind of a surprise there. Blake Corum up for that one as well. Didn't get into to the Heisman finalists and, and didn't win the Doak either. That's kind of crazy. Mackey Award. That goes the up, most outstanding tight end. Our boy Georgia tight end Brock Bowers won that one. Happy to see that. Remington Award. Most outstanding center. Uh, Michigan's center Olusegan Oluwatimi won that one as well. And then Coach of the Year. That went to TCU head coach Sonny Dykes. So congrats to all the award winners. Happy Brock got one. Um, and a lot of great players on there. Many uh, moving to the next level this coming year. The coaching carousel news here for college. Tulsa, they have hired Ohio State offensive coordinator Kevin Wilson as their new head coach. Um, pretty good higher there i think got to get a quarterback with davis brennan and braylon braxton both in the portal however uh colorado head coach Deion sanders has added to his staff he's hired former fau head coach willie taggart on his onto his staff and he's also hiring kent state head coach sean lewis as his offensive coordinator so interesting move to leave a head coaching spot at a group of five to go to a power five coordinator position there money i'm sure was involved Cincinnati has hired Louisville head coach Scott Satterfield to be their next head coach, replacing Luke Fickle, who moved to Wisconsin. And replacing Satterfield at Louisville is Purdue's head coach Jeff Brom. Uh, Stanford made some waves for with their head coaching search. They have targeted uh, two guys there, former head Cowboys head coach and current NBC analyst uh, Jason Garrett is one of their top targets, as well as Sacramento State head coach Troy Taylor for their vacant head coach spot. Um, I would say go with Troy Taylor. Uh, Garrett is not that great, I don't think, and I don't know what his college coaching background is, so that would be a weird one in my mind anyways. But uh, we'll have to wait for to see who they actually go with there at Stanford. And finally, UNLV has a new head coach. They have hired Arkansas defensive coordinator Barry Odom as their next head coach in Vegas. Transfer portal, we have some more names entered into it. South Carolina tight end Jaheim Bell. uh, Central Michigan quarterback Daniel Richardson. West Virginia quarterback JT Daniels, he's on the move for the fourth time. um, Or for the third time, heading to his fourth school there. Kent State running back Marcus Cooper, Oklahoma State running back Dominic Richardson, Coastal Carolina edge rusher Josiah Stewart, Kent State quarterback Colin Schley, North Carolina corner Storm Duck, Mississippi State running back Dylan Johnson, who had some interesting words about Mike Leach on his way out. South Carolina tight end Austin Stogner has found his home. He is returning to Norman to uh, go back to Oklahoma, where he transferred from last year to head to South Carolina. UNLV running back Aiden Robbins, Georgia Tech quarterback Tyson uh, Fomachan, Notre Dame defensive end Isaiah Foskey is entering the draft. That's in the wrong category there. Kent State wide receiver Devontae Walker is also entering the transfer portal. NFL draft news a couple guys announced they are returning to school next season florida state quarterback jordan travis and utsa quarterback frank harris looking to win a third straight conference usa championship guys that declared for the draft as i mentioned notre dame defensive end isaiah foskey arkansas linebacker drew sanders kentucky quarterback will levis and notre dame tight end michael mayer NFL news here, a lot of general stuff going on. The Pro Bowl games, first ever Pro Bowl games, they will be coached by Eli Manning and Peyton Manning, Eli coaching the NFC and Peyton the AFC. The Walter Peyton Man of the Year Award nominees 
for each team have been announced. And uh, I'll read them in alphabetical order by city here because that's how they're ordered on the picture. For the Cardinals, it's tight end Zach Ertz. Falcons offensive lineman Chris Lindstrom. Ravens safety Chuck Clark. Bills offensive tackle Deion Dawkins. Panthers defensive tackle Derek Brown. Bears corner Jalen Johnson. Bengals defensive end Sam Hubbard. Browns guard Joel Batonio. Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott. Broncos guard Dalton Reisner. Lions quarterback Jared Goff. Packers running back Aaron Jones. Texans linebacker Christian Kirksey. Colts linebacker Shaquille Leonard. Jags guard Tyler Shatley. Uh, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Raiders punter A.J. Cole. Chargers safety Derwin James Jr. Rams lineman, offensive lineman Tremaine Ankrum. Dolphins defensive end Jalen Phillips. Vikings wide receiver Adam Thielen. Patriots defense tackle Lawrence Guy. Saints linebacker Demario Davis. Giants running back Saquon Barkley. Jets defensive tackle Solomon Thomas. Eagles defensive end Brandon Graham. Steelers defensive tackle Cameron Hayward. 49ers defensive tackle Eric Armstead. Seahawks wide receiver Tyler Lockett. Bucks defensive end William Golston. Titans running back Derrick Henry. And Commanders offensive tackle Charles Leno, Leno Jr. So there are your nominees for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award for Most Outstanding Community Service member. We have playoff scenarios going on for NFL Week 14 this week. Three of them going on, one in the AFC, two in the NFC. The Chiefs can win the AFC West uh, with a win over the Broncos in Denver and they need a Chargers loss on Sunday night at home against the Dolphins. The Vikings, they once again can win the NFC North. Couldn't get it done last week because the Lions won. Uh, but all they have to do is beat the Lions this week and they win the NFC North. In Detroit there. Uh, the Eagles can clinch a playoff berth for the second straight week in a row. They need a win or a 49ers loss at home against the Bucks and a Seahawks loss at home against the Panthers. Just win and you're in, Eagles. The Titans, interesting move this week. They have fired GM John Robinson. So weird move there, but uh, yeah, that has gone down. Um, VP of player personnel Ryan Cowden, he will take over player personnel department for the rest of the season. Free agent wide receiver Odo Beckham Jr. Uh, likely only going to play in the once the playoffs start. Probably not going to see him in the regular season. The Cowboys had uh, announced that they had uh, reservations about whether his ACL recovery would be quick enough to get him on the field in the regular season, and uh, he kind of said, yeah, uh, probably won't be ready until the playoffs anyways. The couple quarterback changes again this week. The Texans are going back to quarterback Davis Mills this week. He will start um, in Dallas against the Cowboys. And the Falcons also making a quarterback change coming off the bye um, next week. They will... Uh, they will be playing in New Orleans, and they will have a new quarterback. It's Desmond Ritter, the rookie third-round pick, will be starting next week. And probably the biggest news from the week, the House Oversight Committee found Commander's owner Daniel Snyder um, permitted and... Uh, participated in a toxic work culture. He obstructed a congressional inquiry, worked to intimidate witnesses, and claimed more than 100 times he couldn't recall answers in his previous depositions. It's just continuing to just make Dan Snyder look terrible. Um, and, I mean, it's going to come to a head eventually that 
you know, he's going to have to have to sell the team. That, that's the ultimate conclusion that uh, most people assume is going to happen, including myself. So just a matter of time. Let's see uh, what, what everything, how everything works itself out there. And also big news in San Diego, their former San Diego state and uh, Bill's punter, Matt Ariza, is free to go. They have the district attorney said there were no criminal charges being filed against Ariza. There is a civil suit still going on, but uh, yes, Ariza is uh, not going to be criminally charged in that case. And final general note here, <laughs> wide receiver Terrell Owens has contacted the 49ers and uh, he wants to return once again. Uh, 49 years old. Don't know if he's, I, I believe he's still playing in the fan-controlled football there. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we won't see T.O. Uh, in a 49ers uniform. So that's kind of moot. But it's an interesting thing to talk about there. couple IR activations. Practice windows getting opened. Eagles corner Avante Maddox. And Cowboys left tackle Tyron Smith. And then a couple guys being placed on IR out the next four games. Eagles defensive end Robert Quinn with a knee scope. And uh, Browns linebacker Sione Takitaki. He is out for the year. Torn ACL for him. Injuries. Ravens. Quarterback Lamar Jackson. He has a PCL injury. Likely out one to three weeks. Uh, listed officially as doubtful this week. So it'll be Tyler Huntley getting the start in Pittsburgh. Seahawks running back Kenneth Walker III. He has an ankle injury. Probably not going to play, I would say, this week. But we'll have to wait and see what the update on him is. Uh, 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. Interesting note on him. He doesn't need foot surgery. Could return to the in the playoffs possibly. So seven to eight weeks is the initial timeline for him. Seven weeks, I believe, someone said puts him in the conference championship game, and eight weeks would place him in the Super Bowl. The Jags quarterback Trevor Lawrence, he is day to day with a foot injury. Not sure what his status is going into the weekend. Um Saints running back Mark Ingram. He has a slight MCL tear, likely done for the season four to six weeks, the initial timeline for him. Bills linebacker Von Miller is out for the season. He had surgery to repair his uh, lateral meniscus there. Found out it was a his ACL was torn enough that uh, they went ahead and repaired that. So he is done for the year. Panthers running back Deontay Foreman. He has a foot injury. Not sure what the status of him is. I Actually, I think I saw there was no injury designation, so he should be go, I believe. Had to double-check that. Titans corner Caleb Farley. He is out for the year. He had a microdisectomy on his back. Should be back by training camp next season. Bengals. Uh, Cardinals tight end Zach Ertz. He is out for the season. He... They kind of the same thing as Von Miller did surgery, found out he has a torn ACL and MCL. And Giants running back Saquon Barkley, he may miss this week with a neck injury, officially listed as questionable. A couple other ins and outs here. Bengals running back Joe Mixon expected to play. He is coming off the concussion the last two weeks. But uh, Samaje P. Ryan expected to have more of a workload, more, more of a uh, timeshare with Mixon than he had previously. Browns wide receiver Amari Cooper. That's the game. Browns at the Bengals. Uh, Cooper is questionable with a hip injury. Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams expected to make his return this week after his ankle injury kept him out the last couple. Texans are going to be without wide receivers Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins this week. Both ruled out. And finally, the 49ers defensive end Nick Bosa he is listed as questionable this week and 
Just to end here on a couple transactions, the Jags, they waived running back Daryl Henderson Jr., former Ram, trying to find a place did not work out in Jacksonville. Broncos also releasing safety Anthony Harris, so he's looking for a new spot. And then a couple signings off of practice squads to 53 mans. The Titans signed corner John Reed off the Falcons practice squad, probably taking the place of Caleb Farley there. Browns signing linebacker Reggie Ragland off of the Raiders practice squad. He will take the roster spot from Sione Takitaki on IR there. And then the Seahawks with Kenneth Walker's injury, they signed running back Wayne Goleman uh, to their practice squad. College football pick standings. Yeah, pretty good week for all of us last week. Mark, 14-6. and six. Logan, 15-5. and five. And me, the best record, 16-4. and four. Hasn't happened in a while there. But, um, yeah, Logan gained a game, so he is now uh, six back on Mark. And I am uh, 12 back of Logan and uh, 18 back there of Mark. Lone Wolf last week for college. Uh, Logan had none. Mark went 0-1 in his. He picked Coastal Carolina in the Sun Belt Championship game. They lost to Troy. I went 3-2 in my Lone Wolves. Uh, I got Kansas State right in the Big 12 Championship game. Tulane right in the American Championship game. Fresno State I got right in the... Um, Mountain West Championship, and then I got North Carolina wrong in the ACC Championship and Weber State wrong in uh, the their FCS second-round playoff game against Montana State. Just one FBS game this week to talk about. Navy, it is the Navy-Army game in uh, Philly this year. When with uh, Army being the home team there at Lincoln Financial Field. Navy, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, Mark is lone wolf in the midshipmen. Of course, he is uh, a midshipman, I believe. So I don't, I don't remember what, what branch Mark is. I, I thought he was Navy. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, he's rolling with the midshipmen. Uh, as the favorites there. Army needs a win to get bowl eligible. Um, so, Logan and I going with the Black Knights there. I think they get it done. They got my boy Jacoby Buchanan. Navy's been up and down this year. I think Army is good enough on defense. They still have Andre Carter the second. So, get him and uh, get the job done. Army. Go Army beat Navy. Uh, the total in this one is 32 and a half, as low as it usually is. Um, I'm going to go with the over. I think these teams can score score more than that. That one's 3 p.m. on CBS tomorrow. And we also have FCS quarterfinals starting tonight. We have three of the four tonight. Um, number six, Samford at number three, North Dakota State. We are all on the Bison. I don't think this is a great matchup especially with hires being out for the Bulldogs. Uh, Hunter Lubke and that running game for the Bison will just keep trucking along against the Sanford defense. I think playing in the Fargo Dome, as I always say, is one of the toughest places to play. North Dakota State gets it done. The Bison roll to the FCS semifinals. 17.5 is just ridiculous in a quarterfinal game. Uh, the total is 62 and a half here. Um, I'm going to go under. I don't think Sanford's offense can, can score enough without hires there at quarterback. So that's uh, 7 p.m. ESPN 2 and ESPN Plus. Number five, William & Mary at number four, Montana State. The Bobcats at home getting eight and a half points. I'm rolling with William and Mary. I like to be the upset person. So I am rolling with William and Mary, the tribe from Virginia. I believe they can get it done going into Montana state. It's kind of a gut feeling. Um, 
But at the same time, I do really love their quarterback, uh, Darius Wilson there. He's a sophomore from the Bronx. 16 to 6 touchdown interception ratio, over 2,000 passing yards this year. Um, and their, their running back as well is a beast, Bronson Yoder. So give me those two against touchdown Tommy there at Montana State um, in Bozeman. And I'm, I'm going to get the tribe to, to get the win here tonight. The total for this one is 65 and a half. I'm hitting the over button on that one. And this one's 10.15 p.m. ESPN2 and ESPN+. Plus. The third game here tonight, number seven, Incarnate Word. At number two, Sacramento State. Of course I'm rolling with the Hornets, continuing to roll with them. Um, they are my national championship pick. Six and a half point favorites at home. Marcus Lone Wolf and the Cardinals going in to Sacramento um, there at Hornet Stadium. You know, he's going with Lindsey Scott, and I I can see why. I mean, over 4,000 passing yards, 55 to 6 touchdown interception ratio. But I love my boy Scadaboo there, uh, Cameron Scadaboo, the, the, the running back. And the two, the two quarterback system has really worked for Sacramento State this year. Uh, Jake Dunaway there and Asher O'Hara. So, yeah, give me give me the boys in green there, the Sacramento State Hornets. Over under 77.5, and, and I'm rolling with the over, man. I mean, why not? These two teams are high scoring, as always. Sacramento State had a tough game last week in the uh, their first playoff game, 38-31 over Richmond. So, yeah, I mean... Incarnate Word had a tough one too, 41-38 over Furman. So, yeah, give me give me the over. I mean, there's going to be points in this one in Sacramento tonight. 10:30 p.m. ESPN Plus. And then the last quarterfinal game is tomorrow. It's not a very good one. Number eight Holy Cross uh, at number one South Dakota State. 18 points, 19 points uh, at home for the Jacks in uh brookings south dakota and i just you know i don't know i don't know how holy cross is gonna survive uh you know their their only chance i think is getting sluka going granowski isaiah davis the Yankee brothers it's gonna be too much uh for that holy cross defense so give me the jacks we're all on the jack rabbits here and uh send the crusaders home over under is 54 I'm rolling with the over in that game, and uh, this one's 12 p.m. on ESPN and ESPN+. NFL pick standings, yeah, we all had the tie in there with the Commanders-Giants game, so we have two ties on the year now. But uh, what a week for Mark and I. 11-1-1 for Mark, 10-2-1 for myself. I went 1-0 in Lone Wolf, got the Raiders right. Uh, when they beat the Chargers. And uh, how about Mark? 2-0-1 in his, uh, in his lone wolves. He, he had the Lions right. They beat the Jags, crushed them. The Giants was his tie. And then uh, the Bengals getting it done, beating the Chiefs. So great week for Mark and I. Logan six six and one zero and three in Lone Wolf's Titans. They lost to the Eagles, got whooped up there. Jets uh, losing to the Vikings. The and then the Dolphins uh, lost to the 49ers there. So yeah, not a good week for Logan. But Mark and I are sitting pretty high. Mark and now just one game back of Logan. I am now nine back of Logan. So we are both still in it. I mean, Mark, definitely. I, I feel a lot better now. I was uh, about uh, 20 games back or something like that before. Uh, so, yeah, we're good good week for Mark and I to get back in the race here. First game on this slate, Eagles at the Giants. We're all on the birds. Go birds. 
Uh, Seven-point favorites on the road. Look, if the Giants don't have Saquon Barkley for one, it would just kill most of my fantasy teams, uh, even though I only have two realistic shots at the playoffs. And uh, for two, the Giants, I don't think they would have a shot if they don't have Saquon. So big uh, injury to note going into that game. We're all on the Eagles. They have been absolutely rolling, can win multitude of ways. And a revenge game for James Bradbury. Hopefully he can pick off Daniel Jones in this one. Over-under is 44.5. And and, uh, I'm rolling with the over in this one. Second 1 p.m. game here. Ravens at the Steelers. We're all on Pittsburgh. I was kind of shocked. No one wanted to roll Ravens in this game. But... uh, I keep telling people, I mean, the Steelers are two games out of the playoffs. They have probably one of the easier schedules down the stretch. And Kenny Pickett is really progressing. They have the running game rolling with Najee Harris. The offensive line has been doing pretty well. Kenny, again, like I said, has been progressing, has been accurate. And if they get this win, I mean, they're they're one game out of 500. And I think anything's possible with Pittsburgh at this point. So the defense is playing well still. Watts coming back strong. And Cameron Hayward, Alex Highsmith, Minka Fitzpatrick, everyone else is is doing their jobs. So, yeah, give us the Steelers. Tyler Huntley starting on the other side more than likely uh, for Baltimore. So I like that matchup. And uh, over-under is 36.5. I think I'm going to go with the over Steelers went at 20 to 17 Jets at the Bills AFC East matchup here a lot of divisional matchups this week between the NFC East Eagles Giants AFC North Ravens Steelers Jets Bills AFC East we got Browns Bengals AFC North matchup Vikings Lions NFC North, Jags, Titans, AFC South, Chiefs, Broncos, AFC West. Uh, But this one here, we're all rolling with Buffalo. Uh, The Jets are still right there. They're the seven seed right now. Bills want to keep that number one seed, though, from the Chiefs. So uh, they are going to try to continue to win and and try to keep space between them and Kansas City tied right now, but with the head-to-head there. So Buffalo gets the win at home. They're 10-point favorites. Josh Allen and and co. get it done. Over-under is 43. I am going with the over in that game. Like I said, AFC North matchup. Browns at the Bengals. Mark Lone Wolf and Deshaun Watson in his second game back over the defending AFC champs. I think Logan and I saw enough of Joe Burrow in that offense last week to continue to roll with them. Um, it's going to be a tough game in Cincinnati for Cleveland. And Cleveland is another 5-7 and seven team, just like the Steelers that are trying to make that playoff push at the end of the season here to get in. But um, Logan and I are not buying it. Deshaun looked very bad last week against the worst team in the league in the, the Houston Texans. So we're going with the Bengals, Marks Lone Wolf, and the Browns. Over under here is 46 and a half. And uh, I'm rolling with the under, 46 and a half. Texans at the Cowboys, the Texas showdown here. Uh, that's supposed to be flipped. I don't know why I did that. Uh, <laughs> the Texans are not 17 and a half point favorites. It is the Dallas Cowboys that are 17 and a half point favorites. Um, at home here and they should roll Uh, they rolled last week one of my best bets was the Cowboys minus 10.5 against Indy it's another very easy game for them against the Texans so uh, and it's in Dallas so Cowboys roll I don't know if they cover Texans plus 17.5 is an interesting line but um, Cowboys win though 
Over-under is 44. And over. Davis Mills comes back. Uh, Vikings at the Lions. NFC North matchup. Lions are, are surprisingly favored by two points here. Uh, I guess the books believe in Detroit after what happened last week against Jacksonville. But it's in Detroit. They they play better at home. And Mark's keeping with his Lions pick that he had last week uh, when they beat the Jags and lone wolfed them there. Logan and I, we're going to go against him again. We're picking the Vikings. I think Logan learned his lesson last week when he picked the Jets. Lone wolfed them against the Vikings. And uh, he's rolling on the Vikings train now, though. So him and I are on Minnesota. Over-under is 52. Uh, over, I mean, Detroit has played a lot of games, uh, a lot of high-scoring games, so over 52 sounds like the right play to me. A uh, lot of offense in this one. Even though Detroit's defense did a nice job, 14 points last week, a um, lot less than they've, they've given up in, in many games this year. Last 1 p.m. game here, AFC South matchup. Jags at the Titans have to monitor Trevor Lawrence's status going into this one. But we're all on Tennessee. They need to bounce back after the drubbing from Philly last week. So why not uh, get a win over your AFC South rival here in Jacksonville? It's in Nashville. So uh, home, home game here for Tennessee. Derrick Henry loves playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he should love playing in them once again in this game. Henry rolls. The King gets two touchdowns. Over-under is 41. Give me the over. AFC West matchup at 4.05 here. Chiefs at the Broncos. We're all on Kansas City. They need to bounce back and keep pace with Buffalo for that number one seed. Uh, so they should get a win here in Denver against the Broncos, who are just struggling. And, I mean, it was just a crushing blow to lose that game last week against Baltimore, being up 9-3 to three, um, and letting up a 90, uh, what was it, a 96-yard touchdown drive by Tyler Huntley there. So, yeah, this is a crushing blow and, and might have sealed their season there in Denver and the confidence of the rest of the team. Over-under is 44. Uh, I'm going with the under, I think, but I don't really know why. The Broncos' defense has been stout all year, and uh, that's probably why I'd lean under. It's a divisional game as well, so give me the under in this one. 425 matchups here. Panthers at the Seahawks. Unfortunately, I can't pick my Panthers this week. Uh, I have liked what I've seen from the Seahawks all year. And they uh, the Panthers coming off the bye week, so Sam Darnold getting a nice nice extra week of rest. But I don't think it's going to be enough to beat Seattle in Seattle at Lumen Field. And uh, Geno Smith continues to cook. The receivers roll wild. And... Uh, the reason the Panthers would win, they get the running game going once again with Deontay Foreman, the play action with Sam Darnold, and the defense uh, makes the Seahawks one-dimensional in the fact that they are... I would, I would make sure to stop the pass because their running game, if they don't have Kenneth Walker, will struggle. Over-under is 44-and-a-half. Um... I think I'm going to go with the over in this game. Both teams score in the 20s. Bucks at the Niners. Logan and I are on the same page. We are expecting the upset from Tom Brady. Marcus Lone Wolf in the 49ers, and he's believing in Iowa State's rookie quarterback Brock Purdy, seventh round, Mr. Irrelevant, all the names that he has. But uh, I think... That comeback last week against the Saints on Monday night really put me on to the Bucks winning this game. No Jimmy Garoppolo on the other side. They still have the weapons in San Francisco, and the defense is still stout. Bosa, however, is questionable, so I don't know what his status is exactly. But I think Tom Brady and that offense, they have found it. They're going to struggle to run the, run the ball again with, with the front seven of San Fran, but if they can throw the ball 
um, I think they will be good and uh, get the win here in San Francisco. The over-under is 37.5. Going to roll with the under. Both defenses hold it down pretty much all game. Sunday Night Football, The this one was flexed in. Chargers hosting the Dolphins. Dolphins three-point favorites on the road in L.A. Uh, we're all on Miami. I mean, the, the Dolphins' offense is just outstanding. Tough game last week against the 49ers. They want to bounce back keep pace in the AFC playoffs um, and their own division as well, uh, being one game back now from the Bills. Uh, the Chargers, on the other hand, they are reeling. They have lost, I believe, three straight. Maybe it's only two straight, but still, it's not been good in L.A. for, for the Chargers, and they need this win, but uh, we don't think they're going to get it here. The offense is too much for uh, the Chargers to handle. Over-under is 52-and-a-half. I'm going with the over. That game is 8-15, or 8-20 on NBC, Sunday night. Best bets of the week, 2-and-1 last week. Got back on the train after going 0-2-and-1 uh, the week, or 0-and-3 the, the week prior there, I believe I was. But, uh, yeah, last week got uh, the Steelers minus one at the Falcons, right? Got the Cowboys minus ten and a half against the Colts, right? And I lost out. The Chiefs lost outright as uh, minus two point favorites at the Bengals. So this week I'm going back to Pittsburgh. Minus two at home against the Ravens. I think they can cover that. I think they're going to win. Tyler Huntley being the quarterback there gives them a, a better shot. It's still a, a, a good team there um, in the Ravens. So it's not like it's a big drop-off from Lamar to Huntley because he did win some games last year when Lamar was out with COVID. But uh, I think the Steelers' defense is enough to get it done, and their offense has been looking pretty good, even though they're not scoring a ton of points. But uh, I think they'll get it done when – close in that one like i said i think 20 to 17 titans minus three and a half against the jags i like that one as well possibly no trevor lawrence i think he'll play but uh i think that the titans want to make a statement derrick henry is going to have a nice game as he always does against jacksonville and uh, the titans win cover that three and a half and then finally the bucks plus three at the niners logan and i are both on the bucks train in this one think plus three gives them a nice option if they do lose by a field goal if it's a close game uh, otherwise i think the bucks win outright and uh, get it done in san fran 17 18 and four overall record trying to get back above 500 lock standings mark continues to roll uh but he picks the most square picks the entire every week so you know it's no surprise that mark has been rolling but uh we all got ours right last week logan getting the seahawks winning at the rams um won that one in a comeback effort uh mine was also a comeback effort the ravens beating the broncos in baltimore and then mark Got lucky because they scored. The Browns scored two defensive touchdowns and a special teams touchdown to go with six points on offense to beat the Texans uh, in Houston in Deshaun's first game. Mark eleven and two. Logan still two games back. I am three games back at eleven at eight and five. So our locks of the week this week here: the Dolphins for Logan on Sunday Night Football against the chargers he is locking that one in i believe in that pick like i said i think the offense is going to be too too much for that chargers defense who has struggled all year might see a lot of lot a really good game from raheem mostert and jeff wilson jr as we know the chargers defense uh, is terrible at running rush defense so uh just like my best bet i'm going with the steelers uh lock that one in doom doom uh 
give me the Kenny Pickett, the defense, all the reasons I've been stating throughout the show, and uh, give me the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. Mark has gone with the Titans. Uh, like I said, I like that as my best bet, minus 3.5 at home against the Jags. He likes to lock them one, them in over Jacksonville. Derrick Henry, two touchdowns, like I said, in that game. Last week, not a good week for the dog standings. 0-2 for Logan and I, 0-1-1 for Mark. Um Or 1-0-1, I should say, for Mark. Um, Logan and I were on the same page last week, just like we are this week. Uh, we had the Dolphins. Plus four at the Niners. Was not a good luck for us. They lost 33-17. Uh, so, <laughs> not good. We went 0-2. Mark, 1-0-1. Giants, plus 2.5 against the, the Commanders there. Obviously tied the outright win, but he did get the cover because they tied plus 2.5 as the underdog. So, good job there for Mark getting at least one win last week. He is now uh, six games back of Logan. Eight of myself logan still holds at two games back this week logan and i are lockstep again bucks plus three at the niners we're going against san francisco for the second straight week with our dog picks and uh it's again it's a it's a small margin but uh i think that they can get it done there in san fran so and uh mark Going with the Browns this week. He locked the Browns in last week as his lock. Going with them as his dog this week. Plus five and a half at the Bengals. He's lone wolf in that game, so I don't like it. Um, nor does Logan, but uh, good luck, sir, in that endeavor. And next week, we'll be back uh, next Friday talking about uh, the Thursday night or the Monday night week 14 ender uh patriots at the cardinal should be an interesting game and then the week 15 kickoff nfc west matchup niners at the seahawks and what's interesting about week 15 as well as we have saturday games we have a tri triple header on nfl network next saturday so make sure you tune in to that one um as always, though, we'll be talking NCAA and NFL news. We're talking college bowl game previews uh, as well as NFL game previews, like I said. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media at FAA Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. FAA underscore bets is our betting account on Twitter. And FAAPodcast.com is our website where you can check out all of our past shows. You can check us out here on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Thank you all for watching again. Have a great football Friday, great weekend, and we will see you back on Monday.